Trust in the Lord. <laughs> Come on. Trust in the Lord. Man, they just turned me on. I feel. <laughs> the key verse this morning is going to come out of Proverbs 3, verses 5 and 6. This is going to be the key verse for this morning's message. In Proverbs 3, verse 5 and 6, it says this. Trust the Lord with all your heart and lean not on, our, on your own understanding. In all your ways, acknowledge him and he shall direct your paths. Come on, Jesus. Father, we just thank you, God. We thank you for this word this morning, God. Lord, and I just, I just ask, God, that anything that's not of you, God, that it would fall to the ground this morning, God. Lord, that even now, Lord, let this word be a tangible and transferable word, God, an anointing, God, that would, would just touch hearts, God, all over the world in this room, God. And we just thank you, Father. Amen. Amen. You know, I want to go to this. It says, trust the Lord in all your heart and lean not on our own understanding. And in all our ways, acknowledge him. In all our ways, acknowledge him. You know, that's a, that can be kind of a, a difficult thing to do. Especially when things in our ways are not going our way. In all our ways, acknowledge him. When your car breaks, acknowledge him. <laughs> when you go negative in your bank account, acknowledge him. Jesus, in all our ways acknowledge him, and he will show us and direct our paths. What does it look like to truly trust in the Lord? And I can speak for myself when I say this. As believers, we get really good at using certain language that Christians use. I remember I was witnessing to somebody, and they said, you know what? I don't speak Christianese. But see, we do. We get really, we get really uh, good at using words that sound so... Uh, let me give you an example. Brother, the atmosphere in here is so tangible. Oh, there was such a greater glory. The realms of heaven were... Oh, it was like I could feel the... The, oh, it was the ooey-gooey. You know, we, we use words like that that people don't understand. Unless you're part of like the, you know. But we speak Christianese at times. But we begin to speak a language. Uh, so what does it look like to trust in the Lord? So what I wanted to do, I, I kind of wanted to take a look at some areas. But let's look at Sarah. In the Bible, okay? Let's turn to Genesis 18. Genesis 18. Holy Ghost. And we're going to start <clears throat> on verse 13. 
And the Lord said to Abraham, Why did Sarah laugh? Saying, Surely, no, saying, Shall I surely bear a child since I'm old? Is this, is anything too hard for the Lord? At the appointed time, I will return to you according to the time of life, and Sarah shall have a son. So, when she heard this, Sarah, Sarah, Sarah laughed. Can you, so you're, you're having a conversation and, and you get a word from the Lord. Have you ever done that? I got one, like, you're going to move to Ohio. <laughs> yeah. You're going to go to Alabama. Oh, yeah, that one too. We laugh, but it's true, right? And then when they asked you, why did you laugh? She denied it, saying, I did not laugh. For she was afraid and said, and then they told her, but no, but you did laugh. Because see, Sarah didn't understand the word that was being spoken over her. She didn't understand the promise of God that was being placed upon her. Often when things happen that we can't explain, we, we try to reason ourselves out of it. And I'll speak for myself when I say this. Because when things start happening that I don't understand, I ask this question. God, what is that all about? Like, what, what just happened here? And I try to put a carnal thing, I, I try to put a natural way of thinking to something that's spiritual. And it won't make sense. It doesn't make sense. Logically, it doesn't make sense. Naturally, it doesn't make sense. God, you're telling me to move my family from somewhere to the middle of the cornfields. Why? God, you're telling me to quit my job where I'm, I'm comfortable and I'm making money, I'm providing for my family, and you want me to go into full-time ministry? That doesn't make sense. How am I going to eat? How am I going to pay my car? How am I going to put gas in the car? I'm just giving you different pictures. Because see, it doesn't make sense. You see, our key verse says what? Proverbs 3, 5, and 6 is trust in the Lord with all your heart. That means every part of who you are inside your heart, the deepest core of who you are, God, I trust you. I trust you, God. I know, God, that your plans for me are good, God. I know that everything you have for me, God, you do because you love me, God. Not because you're against me, God, but because you're for me. And if we know that he's for us, that we have no problem trusting in the Lord with all of our heart. That's it. You see, because if we can't trust in the Lord, 
that we don't know the Lord. And I want you to hear what I'm saying and what I'm not saying. You can't say you trust the Lord, but then not. What am I trying to say here? Because see, we do our language. Sometimes we only trust the Lord with certain areas of our life. And I remember I was in, I did, I was in, I was in Las Vegas one time, and I was doing this big ministry, hundreds of people. And I said, "How many of you are ready to say yes to the Lord?" Everybody, yeah. How many of you are ready to lay everything down? Yeah. Whether God said to leave your cars and put your money down. You see, sometimes our yeses come with a condition. God, I'm going to do what you want me to do, God. I'll go, God. I'll go to India. I'll go to Russia. I'll go to Pakistan. I'll go to the streets of Brian. I'll go to Napoleon. I'll start a recovery center. I'll start whatever you want us to do, God. But then the Lord began to say, okay, listen, but I need all of you. I need every part of you. And our yes comes with a condition. Whoa, God, I, I, I know I said yes, God, but I didn't know I, was not, I wasn't going to be able to have any money. You see, sometimes the Lord just wants you to say yes, just to see if you'll say yes. It has nothing to do with taking anything away. It has to do with him wanting to give you everything. That's what it's all about. When the Lord says go, you go. And it doesn't make sense. God, lean not on our own understanding, right? It doesn't make sense. And believe it or not, it's what God wants to do to work a miracle in our life. The very thing that we don't understand that God's doing in your life right now, the very thing that you're battling, the very thing that you're going through in this moment is the very thing that God wants to use to bring a miracle in your life. Every situation, every circumstance, every offense, I'm telling you, Right now, there's a spirit running rapid of gossip and slander. Offense. People are being hurt. It's the sheep slaughtering the sheep. And that's the very thing that God wants to do to bring breakthrough in your life. What, if it, what would it look like if there was unity in the church? Come on, true unified body, a true unified bride where you and I are walking together and it's not about competition, it's not about agenda, it's not about nothing, just the kingdom, just the Lord and the glory. Come on, that's what I want to see. I didn't come to Ohio to, to, to debate. Come on, we, we came to Ohio to see revival hit this state. Something is moving, something is stirring, and it's going to happen. You see, 
our mind becomes our worst enemy. You know that? Well, I've been going to this church and the pastor's wife didn't say hi to me. All of a sudden, there's an offense that comes. I was going to this place and they didn't pray for me. Then offense comes. Listen, I'm being honest, guys. That's the way the enemy works. He works in our mind because he's a liar. Because he knows that if, listen, the enemy only needs agreement in our life. If we agree with the thought, we give power to the thought, we give agreement to the enemy. And guess what? When two or more gathered, right, in Jesus' name, he's in the midst. Guess what? The devil's a counterfeit. And all he needs is one more. He needs agreement. And once that agreement comes, guess what? Hope deferred comes. Depression comes. Anxiety comes. Loneliness comes. Rejection comes. All those things come from one simple root of agreement to the enemy. And that's where the battle takes place in the mind. That's why we have to put our, our flesh under subjection. It's a no devil, that's not who I am. That's not who I am. You know, we, we think about Sarah. No doubt she was a smart woman, right? She was smart. She knew the impossibility of having birth at her age. And like Sarah, we struggle to trust God's plan. And we want to do things in our own human power, our own understanding. We have to learn. <laughs> you know that doubt comes in? And you know doubt is unbelief. And unbelief is rebellion. And rebellion is witchcraft. Come on, listen. I'm, I'm trying to show you a root here. I don't have money for gas. Well, who told you that? Pray for it. The Lord's going to bring it to you. Watch. I, I, I'm, not, I'm, not trying to, I'm not trying to be nitpicking on things, but I'm, I'm telling you, the language that we speak, the things that we say, has power and has authority. It does. And when we begin to doubt the very things of God, we begin to give agreement and unbelief comes and unbelief is a demonic spirit that is rooted in rebellion and witchcraft. So doubt is unbelief. And guess what it does? You open up those spiritual doors and all of a sudden every other demonic spirit tries to come and throws out traps for you to get caught up in. And it all came from that one little piece of doubt. Jesus. When we can learn to let go of doubt and trust God, we will begin to see miracles working and powers being manifested in our lives. You know, the Bible talks about if you just believe, you will see my glory. He says, miracles, signs, and wonders will follow those who believe. There's something about believe, about believing. Amen. Let's look at Job. 
Let's, let's turn to Job 2. Y'all are quiet today. This, this, is, this is not, I'm, I'm not getting happy, y'all. This is a good message. Jesus, thank you, Father. You're so good, God. <coughs> okay, Job 2, verse 9. His wife said to him, Are you still trying to maintain your integrity? Curse God and die. <laughs> Whoa. You see, Satan tried to attack Job and his family. He attacked his character. Job lost his land. He lost his children. And there was a heavy assault on his health. Job's wife sat there and she had to watch everything that her husband was enduring. You know, I don't know about you guys, but I love my wife. And if when you love somebody, you don't want to see people go through things that they don't have to go through. So you can imagine how she felt watching her husband suffer. I mean, he was suffering, guys, right? And she responded with callousness because she was heartbroken to see what was going on with her husband. Because see, when things that happen, we don't understand what God's doing. Lean not on our own understanding. So our natural thought comes in, God, what are you doing? Why are you doing this to me? Why is this happening to my family? Why did my son die? Why did you let my father die? Why, why is my marriage messing up, God? And all these things happen around us. And if we're not grounded in who God is, we'll take an offense. And that's what happened to Job's wife. Because she loved her husband and she saw the pain that he was going through and she didn't understand it. So she responded with heartbreak. Mm. Watching people go through things. Listen, when I saw my father passing away, I sat there in the room the last hours of his death and that was the hardest thing that I ever had to do in my life. I mean, it was horrible. You know, and I've never experienced a pain like that in my life. I've seen some things in my life, and I've seen, I've been, I've been through some stuff. But that thing hurts so bad. It hurt. And then I had to be the one that had to make the decision to pull him off life support. 
So seeing people go through things in, in their life that you love is a horrible thing. And you want, oh, Jesus, thank you, Father. And the enemy will try to get you to become angry. See, you prayed for your dad and he died. What kind of God is that? Right? That's what the devil does. He lies to you. You, you pray for all these things, and, but yet you, you don't have a job. I'm praying for this, but yet you're getting attacked. Do you trust in God? That's what this whole message is. Trusting in God. Jesus. Job 2.3 says this. It says, but even through the darkest times, God will prevail. And then God said, Job had maintained his integrity. He maintained his integrity because he trusted in the Lord. No matter what it looked like, no matter the situation, listen, his body was covered in boils. Excruciating pain. Man, I'm not even that old, but man, I can't even get up in the morning. Oh, I can't imagine being covered in boils. You know, uh, I recently had a, I read a passage from a, a man named Young, Brother Young. Y'all might have seen this somewhere. But it was a story about a man that was being, he was a pastor in a, China, in a church in China. And uh, it was, he put this in a book called the, the Heavenly Man. And this is what he wrote. He wrote, he said, after facing weeks of torture, including electrocution, starvations, beatings, having needles shoved under his fingernails. He was thrown into a box that was four feet long, three feet wide, and four feet high, where he would stay indefinitely. The day that he was put into this mini cell, he felt prompted to pray for a Bible, which is a ridiculous thing because most of the people that were in this prison were there because they had Bibles. So he's in this horrible condition, and he begins to pray for a Bible. <clears throat> Yet, he prayed anyway, and unexplainably, one of the guards walked by his cell the next morning, and they threw a Bible in this little bitty four-by-four four cell. And then he writes this. He says, I knelt down and I wept, thanking the Lord for this great gift. I could scarcely believe my dream had come true. 
No prisoner was ever allowed to have a Bible of any Christian literature, yet strangely God provided a Bible for me. Through this incident, the Lord showed that regardless of man's evil plans for him, he had not forgotten and that he was in full control of his life. We have to learn how to trust the Lord in everything that we do. Listen, no matter what the circumstance looks like, I don't know, I don't know if I could do that. I'm just going to be honest. I'm, I'm, can I be transparent? I don't know if I can do that. I'd probably be very angry. I'm being transparent. You know, I'm not, I'm not all, ah, holy. Man, but I think the first fingernail thing, I probably would have lost it. Not y'all, though. Y'all are, y'all are good. So Isaiah, man, you guys are quiet. Jesus, come on, shake it off, guys. Shake it off. Holy Ghost. Isaiah 41, let's read Isaiah 41, uh, verse 10 through 13. that says this. Fear not, for I am with you. Be not dismayed, for I am your God, and I will strengthen you. Yes, I will help you. I will uphold you. With my righteous right hand, behold, all those who were incensed against you shall be ashamed and disgraced. They shall be as nothing, and those who strive with you shall perish. You shall seek them and, they, and not find them. Those who contended with you, those who war against you shall be nothing, and as, as non-existent thing, for I, the Lord your God, will hold your right hand, saying to you, Fear not, I will help you. I will help you. Trusting in the Lord. Jesus. You see, before you can start to trust in something with our human nature, we want to test everything. Let me give you an example. This is me. Um, if somebody tells me, I, I have a habit of doing this. Sometimes my wife will bring me some food or if I go out to eat somewhere, I always smell my food. I don't know why I do this. But right before I eat it, I'm like, because at one time I ate cereal with spoiled milk. That's a horrible thing. Horrible thing. Big old thing of milk. And I'm like. <clears throat> and ever since that one time as a child, I will not eat anything without smelling it first. Our human nature is we have to test things out before we do it. I'm a big guy. If I see a little bit of a bridge, I'm going to be like. And there's other people like, well, just walk on it. Not me. Not me. I'm like, no, sir. Because I want to test things out. That's the human nature side of what we do. But see, imagine Peter. Come on, Peter, get off the boat. Right? He's like, 
Because we have to learn how to trust the Lord. The Lord is saying, listen, I need you to come up here. I need you to come. Chris, come on, Chris. Man, we got a, we got a journey we're going to do together, brother. We got, we got things we have to do. But I need you to walk. I need you to take a step forward. You can't worry about what's around you. Don't worry what, what it looks like. You, don't worry about the water. I got the water. Don't worry about the money. I got the money. But we want to test everything out. And I get it. That's the human side of us. But guess what? You're not of this world. <laughs> Lean not on your own understanding. Because it doesn't make sense. It doesn't make sense to do what you do for the Lord. I'm like, the Lord will ask me to do some crazy stuff. You know, and I'm like, God, and I'll... You know, I'm a 300-pound guy, and you want me to go up and do what? I can't move like that, God. I don't know how to dance like that, God. I want you to twirl around. Look, God, I'm going to fall down. I can barely walk, Lord. You want me to go around and do flips? But, because we, but you know what? We have to trust in the Lord. Because the Lord will have you do things like that. Because for all you know, there's a person in the back row that said, God, I know you're real if you tell somebody to go and do flips in the front. I've seen it happen. And all of a sudden, they just fall to the ground, repenting to the Lord. Love leads to repentance. God, thank you, God. And you're like, what's going on? And I asked the Lord to show me somebody doing whatever you did. Right? I'm telling you, I've seen some crazy stuff. <clears throat> we tend to go tipping, towing around things before we make decisions. You know, and we go and we make our decisions based on what we see in the natural and not what we see in the spirit. Because, see, if I would have looked at the natural what God's doing in Ohio, we would have never been here. Because in the natural, it doesn't look like much. But in the spirit, there's mantles and wells of revival that are taking place. In the spirit, there's waters that are running. There's rivers of life that are happening. And the Lord is saying, I just need you to come on. I just need you to jump in this river. I just need you to say yes. Don't worry about what it looks like. Don't worry about what you don't have. Don't worry about anything around you. Jump in the river. That's what he's saying to you this morning. Who's willing to go? That's it. Who's willing to say yes? We can't be so focused on what's going on around us that we lose focus on the very thing. Listen, that's, that's you know, I, I love uh, the dog whisperer, Caesar Milan. <laughs> and he does that. Have you ever seen Caesar Milan? He's the dog whisperer. He's like, uh, when, when he begins to impersonate the dogs, he's like, and it's so true. When the dog loses his focus, he's out. And he brings them back. 
See, that's what's happening. We, the Lord is saying, I need you to fix your eyes upon me. Don't look anywhere else. Keep your eyes focused on me. Because, see, the enemy's coming and he brings distractions. He brings them to the right, to the left. He brings them through people. He brings them through situations. He brings them through, through, through attacks. He brings them all the way around. It could be whatever it is. And, and it's like the Holy Spirit is trying to say, Snap out of it. Just, hey, keep your eyes on the Lord. We're going somewhere. He, he said, keep your eyes on the Lord. See, we've been, we've been taking hits too. You got to understand. You guys take hits. We take hits. And we take hits from all over. We take hits that, that are happening to us that we don't even know that are happening to us. We find out later, oh, this is happening. Like, what's going on? And the Holy Spirit's like, keep your eyes on the Lord. Come on, don't worry about what's going on over there. Just don't look that way. I got them. I'm dealing with them. Lean not on our own understanding. Don't look. Don't look at things that you don't understand. But God, why? Why is this happening to me, God? Man, Lord, why? You know, I remember going through a season myself. Many years ago. Can I can I be transparent again? You see, transparency brings breakthrough. It does. Where I was being falsely accused, and I was being attacked. My character was being sought after. And it wasn't happening from just normal people. It was, it was happening with people that I loved. People that I loved. People that I embraced. People that I trusted. And I remember I had to sit there in this room. And I'm sitting there in this room. And they were just... And I just sat there. And the whole time, I'm like, God, man, I just want to say something so bad. Because everything that they were saying was a lie. It was unjust. It wasn't true. And I had every right to, if there was a moment that I could have got up and said, man, shut your mouth. It was that one. And the Lord told me something. He said, be quiet. He says, keep your mouth shut and keep your heart pure. He said, keep your mouth shut and keep your heart pure and watch what I do. And uh, and I tell you what, 
that was a hard season for us. Because in that time, I didn't understand what was going on. I leaned on her own understanding, right? And offense wanted to come to my heart. And hurt wanted to come to my heart. But the Lord said, keep your heart pure. Keep your mouth shut. But at the same time, the Lord began to elevate us. The Lord began to do things in our, in our walk with Him. And to this day, every single one of those people that, that came against us, now they, they, they seek after us to help them and counsel them. Because, see, the Lord had a better plan. He knew. And I tell you this because, see, we have to trust in the Lord. I didn't know what was happening, guys. And I could have easily got offended. And I'm not going to lie, I did get offended. I got hurt. And I went, I went through a season of being hurt. I did. But I would always go back to trusting the Lord. Trusting the Lord. Trusting the Lord. Keep your heart pure. As I, I'm, I'm, I'm going to come to a close. But the main thing about trusting in the Lord is this. Before you can trust the Lord, you have to know the Lord. Because see, when you know who God is and who you are in Him, you'll know that everything that He does for you is good for you. And no matter what it is, that He always wants the very best for you. We can't say we trust the Lord with only some of ourselves. He wants all of us. You see, the devil wants our identity. That's what this is all about, guys, honestly. If he can take you away from who you are, if he can get your eyes off of him, then you're not effective in the kingdom. And I'm going to tell you what, every single person in this room has a portion of the kingdom of heaven. You have a calling in your life. You have a destiny in your life. And the devil is going to do everything to get you off that path. And today you have to know that Jesus loves you and you have to trust in everything because the Holy Spirit is saying, Shh, keep your eyes fixed on the Lord. Keep your eyes focused. Keep your eyes fixed. Don't worry about what's going on over there. Don't worry. See Matthew 4. I'm going to read 4. Let's start at verse 1. It says this. Then Jesus was led up to the Spirit into the wilderness to be tempted by the devil. And when he had fasted for 40 days and 40 nights, afterwards he was hungry. Now when the tempter came to him, he said, If you are the Son of God, command that these stones become bread. But he answered and said, It is written that man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word that proceeds from the mouth of God. 
Then the devil took him into the holy city and set him on the pinnacle of the temple. And he said to him, If you were the Son of God, throw yourself down. For it is written that he shall give angels charge over you, and their hands shall be shall bear you up, least lest you dash your foot against a stone. And Jesus said to him, It is written again, You shall not tempt the Lord your God. And again the devil took him up to an exceedingly high mountain, and he showed him the kingdoms of the world and their glory. And he said to him, All these things I will give you if you would just fall down and worship me. Then Jesus said to him, Away with you, Satan, for it is written, You shall worship the Lord your God, and him only shall you serve. Then the devil left him, and behold, the angels came and ministered to him. See, the devil will come when you're at your weakest moment, when you're hungry, when you're tired. And Jesus responded every way. He says, it is written. Every time the enemy came, he said, it is written. And I'm going to tell you what. Every time the enemy comes to lie to you, if it's a thought against your brother, if it's a thought against yourself, if it's a situation, whatever it looks like in your life, when the enemy comes to attack you, you have all authority to say, it is written. It is written. You know, uh, that scripture where he says that resist the devil and he must flee. That was my scripture for a long time that really resonated in me. Because that word must, it means that he has no choice. So this morning, I just want to encourage you to trust in the Lord with all your heart. Trust him that he he wants the very best for you. No matter what your situation, no matter what your circumstance, trust in the Lord. Keep your eyes fixed on Him. Holy Spirit, over here. The attacks come, over here. Don't worry, I got that. You hear what I'm saying? Because see what God's going to do in this state Every one of you are, are needed. Every one of you are needed. Revival is going to hit this state. We're going to see a move of God. And every one of us get to be a part of what God's going to do. Let's stand. If there's anybody in here this, this morning that just needs prayer, I'm going to ask you to just come up and I'm going to pray with you. 
Father, I just thank you, God, right now. Father, we thank you for the word, Lord, that, that was released this morning, God. I thank you for hearts, God, that are being touched, Lord, right now. Father, I just speak forth an awakening in our own, in our own walk, Lord, to keep our eyes fixed upon you, God. God, that you would just give us every tool, God, that's needed this season, Lord, to trust you with all our hearts, God. And I speak to our minds right now. Minds align with heaven right now. Father, and I just, I break every curse in the name of Jesus. Every word curse, every slanderous thing that it might have been spoken, every situation, God, for every family here, God. Even as you, as you stand there right now, begin to think of a situation in your own life that you would just say, God, I give it to you right now. And just begin to give it to the Lord right now. Father, right now, we release it to you, Jesus. Father, we thank you for the healing, God, for the restoration, God. We thank you for families, God. Father, and I just speak the spirit of unity, God. Keep us unified, Lord. Healing in our hearts this morning. Strength and endurance, God, for this season, Lord. Strength and endurance, Jesus. Father God, that we say yes to you this morning. And we lean not on our own understanding, God. But we give it to you, Jesus. Because we trust you, Lord. We trust that you, you, you're good, God. You're a good God, Lord. And your thoughts for us are good, God. And you want nothing but the best for us because you're a good, good God. Give us peace. Right now, Jesus, peace, peace, peace. Wow. There it goes. Peace, Father. Thank you, Father. I trust in you. The joy of the Lord is your strength. Father, we trust you this morning, God. We give you our all, God. We give you our all, God. Lord, I trust we give you everything this morning, you. God. Father, I surrender my all, God. I give you my all, God. You alone, Jesus. Our God. Lord, I trust we surrender in you. that we keep our eyes focused, God. Keep our eyes focused on you, God. Eye on the prize. <laughs> hey.
heaven on earth, God. You alone are God. In Jesus' name.